Welcome to League Podcast. I'm your host, Prollback Thursday. It's week nine. So this week on the podcast, we have two new segments. One I like to call Believe It or Not, and the other I like to call Trade Brokers. Uh, we give you a quick update on one of the teams around the league, and we empty the mailbox. If you want to participate in the League Podcast, download the Anchor app for your iPhone or Android device, find the League Podcast, or go to anchor.fm slash the league, that's T-H-A, league, the league. All you have to do is favorite the podcast, you'll see a button to send a message, you can record your own voice message, you can just leave some feedback or your own take on what we've said or anything come up in fantasy football, and we might just include it in the next episode of the podcast. Here's a segment I'm calling Believe It or Not. First up, two teams that are currently 2-6 and six will make the playoffs. Well, number eight, Scott Bean Machines has good quarterbacks, a great RB1 past his bye week, wide receiver has been ravaged by injuries, no reliable RB2, and his best trade chip is a tight end. And I'd move Gronk next week. Number nine, Ayatollah. Good starting roster, lackluster depth, has trade chips, but will not trade. Number 10, Goon Squad, great quarterback starting next week. Mediocre receivers, good running backs, good depth, especially at running back. Brutal schedule down the stretch. Number 11, Ball Sun Snow Lives, has good quarterbacks, but no QB3. Good wide receivers, but no studs. Sony Michelle is a question mark, and no other RB2 on the roster. And most of the team has a, has a week 10 or week 11 bye week. And number 12, just win, baby. No reliable QBs, but hey, Nate Mullins. Good receivers, has a whole stable of RB2s. Le'Veon Bell trade chip may be worthless. And is just so far behind in points scored. So believe it or not, 2-2-16s two, two will make the playoffs. Uh-uh, don't believe it. While I fully think Goon Squad and Ayatollah have good enough rosters to make the playoffs, it would require a current top seven team to fall out of playoff contention, and the only roster I think has a chance might be Balstradamus, but even that would be a stretch. Next up, the top three seeds are easy to predict. The Oracle, Trollback Thursday, and NU's Finest all sit at 7-1 going into Week 9. It would be pretty easy to assume that they'll, they will be the top three seeds going to the playoffs. I say, don't believe it. Well, I think the top seed is pretty easy to predict, barring injuries, of course. I think the top half of the standings are pretty up in the air. Here's my prediction based on current rosters, which means they could change with injuries or trades at any moment. Number one seed, NU's Finest at 12-1. and one. Number two, the Oracle at 10-3. and three. Number three, Heroes uh, Hogan's Heroes at ten and three. Number four, Trollback Thursday at nine and four. Next up, Tebow's before Hose at eight and five. Executioners at seven and six, and Balsardamas at six and seven. That A seed, who the hell knows? But guess what? Seeding doesn't matter. Making the playoffs does. After that, all bets are off. And last up, and believe it or not. The Oracle is toast because he only has one quarterback. 
Well, just a note, the following quarterbacks are available after week nine. Baker Mayfield, Joe Flacco, Josh Rosen, Eli Manning, Ryan Tannehill. We'll call it Bill's quarterback uh, in either Sam Darnold, Alex Smith, or a San Francisco quarterback slash Blake Bortles. Well, I say, don't believe it. The Oracle is toast because of his roster strategy. He's amassed a stable of wide receivers that are all wide receiver ones, and he refuses to move off of them. He currently has no reliable RB2 and no QB2 outside of the Brock Lobster. Raheem Mostert's headed the IR. Alex Collins is nicked up and his backfield just got messier. Naeem Hines isn't reliable unless Marlon Mack misses time. And who knows what Josh Adams is going to bring to that backfield. If Winston doesn't get his job back soon, he's got a Week 12 matchup with Hogan's Heroes that could be huge for playoff seeding. The Oracle is, is at this point pulling an Ayatollah and hoping players get injured so he can scoop them off the waiver wire with his ever-dwindling fab budget. Oh, and his tight end just dropped a goose egg in his matchup last week. And that is Believe It or Not. Here's a segment I'm calling Trade Brokers. So what I did is I reached out to members of the league, and I asked them to send me suggestions for trades for other teams in the league that they thought would benefit both sides. So they couldn't submit anything for their own team. These are just two other teams in the league, a trade they see that they think makes sense for both teams. So I'm going to give you the suggestion, let you know my thoughts, and then you guys can let me know your feedback, and who knows, maybe we'll, we'll get some, uh, some trade action going on in the next couple days. So first up, first suggestion, Scott Bean Machines trades Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Jones to Ayatollah for Keenan Allen. So, uh, Scott Bean Machines is hurting at wide receiver. So, he's got both Rob Gronkowski and Jack Doyle on the team. Uh, so, I don't know if this trade makes sense this week with Doyle on a bye week. And he's got Aaron Jones as his current RB2. He's got no other RB, RB on the roster he could put in at this point, aside from maybe Ito Smith, who he just acquired in a trade. Uh, he'd get back Keenan Allen, <clears throat> who's been a bit of a disappointment so far this year, but he did uh, turn it on after the bye week last year for the Chargers. Uh, so this may make sense. For Ayatollah, uh, he's currently trotting out Austin Hooper uh, as his tight end. So this would uh, be a good upgrade for him. And it would also pick him up a good RB2. He's got Carrion Johnson, who's actually been pretty good. Um, but Aaron Jones looks like he may be turning it on with one less mouth to feed in the Packers' backfield. Um, by giving up Keenan Allen, he would have to rely on a wide receiver core of... Let's see. Emmanuel Sanders, who's got a bye week coming up next week. Cole Beasley, Marquise Goodwin, and Tyler Boyd. Um, He does have uh, MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, on the bench. So he could fill him in for uh, Keenan Allen this week. So uh, it may make sense. I don't know that uh, either team is going to want to make the other team uh, really any better. That's the tough part. Both teams are currently sitting at 2-6 and six and fighting for that last playoff spot, uh, currently held by Scott Bean Machine. So 
I don't know if I see this one happening. I do think it makes both teams better. Uh, but where the manager of Ayatollah has refused to make any trades uh, so far this year, I just don't see it happening. All right, suggestion number two, uh, and you'll see a theme here in the next few suggestions. Just Win Baby trades Julian Edelman and Chris Carson to the Oracle for one of his stud-wide receivers. Uh, so the Oracle has Odell Beckham, A.J. Green, and Julio Jones as his top three receivers. Uh, both Beckham and Green are on bye this week. Um, and he's trotting out uh, Randall Cobb. And who has he got as his third receiver this week? Uh, Tyrell Williams. So hoping for a big play out of Ty Williams as he has the last two weeks that he's played. Um, this one just isn't going to happen because there's no way the Oracle moves off of his wide receivers. I think it does make sense. Edelman is a decent uh, wide receiver too, so he's not taking that big of a step down. Uh, I think Edelman gets better as the season goes on. Um, it does give him a improved RB2. I think Chris Carson uh, is, a, is a good player. He's a little nicked up right now. Um, but he's shown that he is sort of the bell cow in Seattle, who's becoming a, really a run-first offense um, under Brian Schottenheimer. So uh, I think this would improve both teams. Um, I think Just Win Baby is really lacking that stud-wide receiver. Jarvis Landry, who has been more of a, a low two this year, is his number one. Uh, he's also got Edelman and uh, who else is he trotting out here? Uh, Chris Godwin, who he acquired in the trade. Uh, he does have Larry Fitz and Quincy Numa on the bench. So I think this trade would make sense, but I just I don't see it happening. Next one, Hogan's Heroes trades Nick Chubb to just win baby for Julian Edelman. Uh, another Edelman trade suggestion here. Um, so Hogan's Heroes has been really struggling to figure out who to play between Nick Chubb and Lamar Miller each week. Um, so here's the thing, right? Lamar Miller has a bye week next week. Uh, he's got Nick Chubb. He's got Carlos Hyde and Derek Henry as his backups. Um, it would really sort of deplete Hogan's Heroes' depth to give him up. I feel like Hogan's Heroes has decent enough wide receivers that it doesn't make sense to add Julian Edelman. He's got Devontae Adams, Tyler Lockett, Cooper Cup, Sterling Shepard, Taylor Gabriel. Um, I just don't think he really needs Julian Edelman. It would certainly make his team better. Um, I think I'd rather play Edelman than Tyler Lockett in a given week. Um, but his team is good enough that I don't know that he needs that. Uh, I would probably stand pat and, and wait for something better. Uh, Chubb is not really produced in the way that people thought he would since becoming sort of the bell cow in Cleveland. Um, new coaching staff coming in this week, so we'll see how Chubb responds. Um, game script is going to be tough for them. Uh, if they go down big, he's not really a pass catcher. they got Duke Johnson for that, who's also disappointed this year. Um, but I think better days are ahead for Chubb, and I think his value will continue to rise. Um, I'd let him get closer to RB1 status before shipping him off for a wide receiver. Next up, Hogan's Heroes sends Sterling Shepard and Tyler Lockett for Julian Edelman. Uh, this one sort of makes more sense to me, um, giving up some wide receiver depth to improve uh, a starting position for him. Um, I don't think he's ever going to start uh, Shepard and Lockett at the same time. Um, both players will be off of their buys as of next week, uh, and it adds some depth. Um, I don't know that it makes just win baby any better, 
So I don't know that I see that necessarily happening. He's probably not going to play both Shepard and Lockett on a given week. So um, I don't see this one happening. And the last suggestion, uh, not involving Julian Edelman for once. Uh, Ball Sun Snow Lives sends Sony Michelle and Danny Amendola to Balstradamus for Juju Smith-Schuster. So I love Sony Michelle. I love his potential. Uh, he's hurt right now. Uh, he has a bit of a knee issue, which he had had earlier in this year. He had scoped in the preseason, uh, which dropped his, his value and uh, made him a, a great pickup for the Oracle in the late rounds. Um, to move off of Juju Smith-Schuster, who's on the sort of the high side of an, a wide receiver two, uh, I, I, I don't see it happening. I think it's a good trade. Uh, he has no current... RB3, he's got uh, Saquon Barkley on a bye this week. Uh, he's trotting out Tariq Cohen as would-be RB2, RB1 this week. And I believe he's got Mike Davis in, uh, although that may have changed in the last few minutes here. Yeah, he's got Theo Riddick in, uh, who's coming off an injury himself. Um, I don't think Riddick or, or Mike Davis really belongs in the starting lineup. If Chris Carson is out, maybe. Uh, maybe Mike Davis slips in there, but he's got enough depth at wide receiver. He's got Tyreek Hill, Juju Smith-Schuster, Calvin Ridley, and Demarius Thomas, uh, as well as Keelan Cole just chilling on the bench. Um, I think he should move a wide receiver to pick up some running back depth. I don't see Balstradamus making this move. If Ryan was sending him the trade, uh, Scott Bean Machine's manager, I think maybe this gets done, but uh, I don't see a Hassani Bal's trade uh, coming up anytime soon. Yeah, so those are the trade suggestions I got. Keep them coming, guys. I love them. Um, yeah, so that is Trade Brokers. Absolutely horrendous. Because they are horrendous. Playing out of his mind right here. Dirty. Dirty. Absolutely horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. Dirty. Best draft. Best players for really this year. Like you legitimately think I have a powerhouse. Dirty. I was in the last place, last place. Dirty powerhouse. So it seems like I have a lot of top five players. Dirty. Absolutely horrendous. Dirty. So this week in the Oracle, Chris is shook. So... Craig, the manager of Tebow's Before Hose, who has lucked himself into having Ryan Fitzpatrick in his starting lineup uh, after the benching of James Winston this week, has been relentlessly trolling uh, Chris, the manager of the Oracle, who had James Winston and thought he was a QB1. Uh, he has been sending him pictures of Ryan Fitzpatrick. He has been making up memes of Chris and Ryan Fitzpatrick. He has been sending him nonsense trades all week, which have been ignored by the Oracle. Uh, trades like uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick for Julio Jones or uh, Odell Beckham for the Houston DST or whoever's uh, Craig Shitbum kicker is for AJ Green. He has been relentlessly trolling him. Uh, and Chris, as I said, is shook. It got to the point where Chris has 
created a Facebook Messenger group uh, just to discuss has he made a mistake in how he built his roster. Uh, I have never seen someone so completely rattled by someone's relentless trolling before. And I like to just say, keep it up. It's fun to watch. Uh, so that has been your The Oracle update for week nine. So that's kind of fucking horrendous. Hello, we're not available now. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. We will return your call. <coughs> Hi, Mr. <coughs> this is Mr. Jordan calling from Wareham High School. Uh, I got your son, Michael, here with me in my, in my office, and I, I, I got to say, this, this kid's a doozy. Uh, we, we caught him in uh, the woodshop blaring Eminem instrumentals and, uh, you know, nothing but his friggin' underpants on. Uh, I don't know why the hell he's doing this, but he was in front of the jigsaw screaming, enter the buzzsaw. Um, I don't know what for, but it's the third time this month we caught him doing it. Uh, I confiscated the shop keys. I, I don't know if you're the one giving them to him or, you know, he, he just uh, took them behind your back, but uh, he keeps trying to exchange a browser's password for him, and uh, I'm inclined to do so, but I figured since, you know, you're part of this community, I figured I'd give you a call first, see if you could teach him a lesson or two, and, uh, you know, hopefully we don't have to... I'm sorry. Oh, what was that? Oh, shit. The Pilgrim Kids at Hotbox in the, the boys' bathroom again. I, I, I gotta go. That'll do it this week on the podcast. Hey, if you like the podcast, tell your friends and follow us on Twitter at the league ff that's at t-h-a league ff on twitter uh give us a like give us some feedback on the podcast uh, that's it for me this week i'm your host trollback thursday thanks for tuning in best of luck out there